0: Welcome to the Up Rotterdam podcast. In today's episode, I talk to Judith Eyck, founder of VakantiesNL and managing director of Zuver. We'll cover the following questions. What does it take to grow a tech company in the travel industry? How do you integrate two teams after an acquisition? And what is Judith's most memorable holiday experience? This is the Up Rotterdam podcast, the podcast showcasing the vibrant entrepreneurial ecosystem of Rotterdam and our journey to support the founders responsible. My name is Lars Kramer, and today I'm very excited to have Judith uh, on the show. Judith founded online travel agency, Vacancies NL in 2017, with uh, Sunweb founder Joost Romijn as an investor. And in the following two years, Judith led Vacancies to grow rapidly. She was nominated for Lowy Talent Awards 2019, Rotterdam Businesswoman Awards 2020, and uh, in the summer of 2020, uh, in the middle of the Corona pandemic, she successfully acquired Zuver, um, of which she's now the co-owner and managing director. Um, welcome, Judith. Thank Great you. to have you here. <laughs> Thanks. Nice to have you here. So, so tell me, who is Judith, uh, and what motivates you to do what you do uh, in life?
1: Uh, I think uh, Judith is definitely someone who has endless energy. <laughs> that makes it easy for me to, well, accelerate in business or uh, at least bring the energy to work. And um, also, I'm, um, I believe strongly in. Um, Freedom, so um, being a founder or having my own business uh, gives me the freedom to work whenever I want wor- uh, and wherever I want and um, make my own decisions. Um, and also, again, uh, I'm always positive, so you'll probably always see me smile. <laughs> there's
0: there's a big smile. And actually, I have a confession to make because you actually into in the introduction video of Up Rotterdam. Uh, so if you wanna see that big smile, uh, look that video up. Um, and it was shot, I think, when I was on the summer holiday. Yes. So we didn't meet. Uh, yeah. And then we scheduled a peer session and I think you were ill, so uh, Elvin actually replaced you. He did a really good job, your uh, CTO. And then I think you got stranded in Argentina later when we were supposed to meet. So we never had a cup of coffee. Yeah. So I'm really happy to have you here today. Uh, thrilled to have you on the show and dive a little bit deeper into your story. Uh, and it's probably full of those uh, energetic um, uh, moments. Um, so um, before the break, I'd like to learn from you kind of your personal j- uh, journey on building a scalable business in a highly competitive market. Um, and after the break, I'd like to better understand what drives you mm-hmm. um, um, also beyond vacancies uh, and mm-hmm. And of course, we'll answer a few audience questions that we have for you. Cool. Um, first let's start with four statements and uh, you can answer with false or true All Ready? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. By 2025, booking your holiday through an AI travel agent will be the norm. Uh, false. Mm-hmm. Merging a team from Amsterdam and Rotterdam was harder than I expected. I'm not allowed to go into it. No, we'll go into it in a moment.
1: Okay. Sorry. Merging
0: a team from Amsterdam and Rotterdam was harder than I expected false false if I had to choose I prefer one long holiday over multiple short holidays true hmm. university education gave me a competitive edge in starting a business
1: true true
0: okay so we have to answer that uh, at, uh, why, why you were struggling <laughs> with the AI in 2025 20,
1: yeah I think uh, a lot of bis- I think it should be the norm ah. but it won't be the norm in 2025 because I don't think a lot of companies will be ready for it uh, okay. and also um I'm not sure if the consumer will be fully ready for uh, this to be the norm. Um, I think it's something that will help them better than uh, a lot of travel agencies or travel industries doing now. Yeah. Um, but I think there's always, uh, it's always difficult. You don't need to, I think AI should never be the norm. It should be something that makes it easier, but not, yeah, not the norm.
0: Right. Okay, so and and I think and we'll talk about that. I think the customer experience is, mm-hmm. is driving probably also what you do, right? So, um, okay, wow. Um, I actually, I looked up, I, I googled you um, in many ways, <laughs> but actually, I found that in 2011 you wrote a master thesis on the impact of click and brick <laughs> e-commerce. Yeah, um, and you then started uh, working in digital marketing for Sunia Group, and today you're running, you know, one of the largest platforms that is set to transform the way uh, that travel ag- agencies operate. So. Can you kind of talk us through your journey uh, and then specifically what has helped you most in the process um, to become an entrepreneur?
1: Um, well, my journey uh, has always been digital. So um, even from, I think when I was, when did you graduate from high school? I think you're 18, right? Yeah, Me or 18. in general? Well, in general, okay. 18. <laughs> oh, I was 19 as well. So. <laughs> but um, uh, even when I graduated, you had to do a research, a small research, and it was already on... Um, digital art mm-hmm. uh, and uh, following uh, my entire university study, i did my bachelor thesis on uh, digital art uh, actually it was a preparation for my master thesis because i researched uh, more into uh, artists who were becoming more digital and uh, in my um, master thesis i searched researched galleries who were selling their products online right uh, art galleries actually, right yeah art uh, galleries, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was growing from more like a digital art to um, digital sales or uh, e-commerce. Uh, and when I um, started looking for a job, I wanted to um, start in the cultural industry uh, in Rotterdam, uh, but it wasn't possible. I couldn't find a job. And I figured that I should use my knowledge and also my interest in digital and innovation. So I started um, a internship at ESM e- co- uh, e-company. Right. Um, also. Uh, great, great Rotterdam company. Also right. a big scale yeah. up uh, yeah. with Sana, of course. Um, yeah. And I started there uh, learning more about e-commerce and online marketing and it was still back then it was very new Mm. so there weren't any studies or there wasn't anyone who had any studied online marketing yet Uh, of course there was already uh were already some specialists uh, especially in the search advertising uh scene Uh, so i was learning very fast and also uh well companies needed people like me so i uh, got a job pretty fast uh at sunweb uh, and um i think uh, there i always focused on data and innovation and having... Or because Sunweb
0: was at the time already kind of a corporate or how were yeah. f- far were they in their development No, it was definitely a big yeah. corporate already. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were
1: very established already. Yeah. And they had a big marketing team and also they had a very strong focus on innovation mm. uh, and automation already. Uh, Yoast found... Uh, f- found all his companies uh, with a very strong focus on automation. Mm. So also uh, at Sunweb, um, I was expected to uh, not do repetitive work. Uh, And I used data for that. I used data insights to become even smarter, to make smarter decisions than uh, we did before. Um, And that made sure that I was able to grow very fast within the company. Okay. Okay, so
0: not doing repetitive work. What does that mean? Kind of in a. I know some people might yeah. understand how how all this marketing. Work. What kind of? Can you give an example of that?
1: Well, nowadays it's really easy. It's AI, of course, right. because making the, the easy decisions, uh, uh, pressing buttons isn't necessary. A machine can press a button. For example, if you um, if you were to advertise on Google, um, when I started, I had to uh, bid higher or lower by pressing by clicking buttons. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And now everything is done by uh, algorithms, right, of course. Right. Uh, there is no one uh, at the moment pressing buttons, bidding higher or lower. Let's hope not, yeah. <laughs> well, not yeah. in our company.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so and then uh, and then you were in that, in that company and how did your growth path uh, go forward?
1: Um, well, I think uh, I have a tendency to uh, want to know uh, more and I think... Um, um, well, I want to have the biggest picture that's possible. Um, okay. So I was always entrepreneurial in that way. Uh, for example, I when I did uh, affiliate marketing, that's where I started. It wasn't enough. I wanted to do the entire online advertising uh, for Sunweb. And then that wasn't enough, so I wanted to do the entire e-commerce of Sunweb. Uh, And when that wasn't enough, I wanted to do the entire marketing of Sunweb. So I was trying to expand all the time, expand my responsibilities as well. Uh, And that went quite natural because I always had, I focused strongly on data to support my decisions. Um, So I became a very... Trustworthy person that could that doesn't make didn't make decisions based on well gut feeling no gut but feeling data. but data show yeah. me the data yeah okay. yeah and that's always what uh, uh for example when uh, Joost and I talked about he was always trying to get me to you know uh, discuss answers and i was always using the data um i can still discuss with gut feeling but (laughs) sure uh, yeah i was always using the data that i had
0: until you showed the day so but and and when in that uh, moment and maybe uh, kind of uh, understanding on um what was for you the the defining moment where you decided hey i might be you said i was kind of an entrepreneur or somebody entrepreneurial within the company yeah did you already know that you were wanted that you ever wanted to be an entrepreneur or did you ever dream of becoming an entrepreneur? How did that
1: no, turn out? Yes. And no. um, I, st- I always advocate towards that. You don't need to be an entrepreneur to be entrepreneurial. Okay. So I was very entrepreneurial in, in, in a corporate and I think entrepreneurs can be everywhere, even mm. in corporates. Um, and I think one of the most important things is that I always wanted more freedom. Right. Uh, because that's my personal value in life is I, I fight for my own freedom. Um, so um, it was always an idea that I wanted to be my own boss. Okay. Um, but I was never uh, expected myself expecting myself to become an entrepreneur or start my own. I didn't have the... Ideas I hadn't, didn't have any, uh well, I thought I did not have uh, ideas to start my own business, not enough like disrupting ideas. And i th- always thought that entrepreneurs should be these disruptors that, that feel like they should improve something that's not right. And they want to set it right by starting their own business. Mm. And of course, those are very, very successful entrepreneurs. But I still believe that there are other entrepreneurs that don't want to disrupt, but still have this, Well, very strong energy about to improve or to to they can bring great ideas and make businesses very successful.
0: I, I think, I think you're, you're very right. Um, th- we don't all have to disrupt the business, right? Exactly. But as long as you make it new or in a, in a novel way, because yeah. uh, for those that don't know Vacancies, and, and we'll talk about Zuver in a moment, um, what is special about Vacancies compared to a normal kind of, uh, let's say, old school um, uh, travel agency?
1: Yeah, we, we do stro- strongly focus on AI, even though it's not the norm um but uh what i saw is that and even at Sunweb, um people spend hours searching for their perfect mm. holiday so they have to go in through uh, a long uh well search uh to go through a lot of filters and i wanted to do that differently for vacancies so we started creating a more um a, a more like an interface that is conversational yeah uh, so i well i wanted to focus on conversational e-commerce um so you have a conversation just like so if you would go uh, uh, go out and go to the travel agency around the corner, you want to book your holiday, have a conversation, and you right. don't press buttons and don't use filters. Okay. And I wanted to bring that offline experience online. Um, it hasn't been done before, and it wasn't finished. When we bought Sufer, uh, but we're still working on it. So,
0: but then that was a novel idea, right? You're saying you don't, yes. you're not an entrepreneur that brings yeah. d- disruptive things, but actually this is a very novel, maybe not disruptive in the Yeah, like but the it terms, didn't but came
1: to me when I started ah, okay. So okay, I started okay. Vacancy as a, uh, well, dynamic packaging, and that's mm-hmm. uh, the difference between traditional packeteers. Uh, is that they they buy hotels, they buy uh, seats or ha- have their own airplanes mm. like Corendon yeah. uh, and they create packages out of that and they sell the packages, the pre-set packages. Okay. And what Vacancies does is that we combine the packages real-time when the user is looking at it. So we have real-time connections with airlines, uh, okay. with hotels and that was the, the different technique. It was, it was new technology. Okay. So we wanted to use a new technology and then i started doing a lot of research into users and also bringing my own experience and i knew that there had to be an another uh, different uh, differentiator just mm. other than dynamic packaging so okay
0: but, and before we go more into kind of what uh, what the company's doing, I still want to find out your moment when you kind of were in the comfortable space of working for uh, mm-hmm. uh, for a, a corporate, <laughs> for a boss. And then what was the moment yeah. when you decided, okay, this is, I'm going to jump and I'm going to be kind of an entrepreneur. This yeah. brings different responsibilities, right? What yeah. was, can you remember what, what was in that moment? What happened? What What were...
1: Well, it was actually um, um, Joost asking me to, uh, to become his, uh, well, uh, to invest in this idea and mm-hmm. uh, to become his person who he could invest uh, with and who could lead a company he wanted to invest in. So it wasn't actually my own point. I probably wouldn't have been an entrepreneur if I, if Joost didn't push me. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, I wasn't uh, taking a jump. I was <laughs> being pushed. <laughs>
0: well, in hindsight, do you... Uh, um, is it a problem that you've been pushed or do, you, do no, you like that you were pushed? I love it. Yes. Uh, of
1: course, uh, <laughs> I would never go back. But I still, I I enjoyed, I worked at ESM back then. Uh, I went from somewhere to ESM to lead uh, a big team of online marketeers. And I actually really loved my job. So when the first time when you asked me, I want, I want you to do this, I said, no, I really enjoy my work at the moment. You cannot uh, first, I leave somewhere uh, with tears in my eyes, and after one year, you cannot try and get me back. I I don't I won't do it. And then a week after, I called him. I was like, "Yeah, I'm crazy if I won't do there it." There you so go. I'm going
0: to so somewhere <laughs> there was persuasion in uh, in there, or we pushed enough. Uh, I think, uh, and ISM is a great company as well. Uh, yeah. uh, obviously uh, uh, to work, but um, yeah, building your own company must be um, must be awesome. And we'll talk about I think the highs mm-hmm. and the lows uh, about that. But. Um, so um, maybe flash forward a little bit in, in July, 2020, um, in the midst of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, you took over travel comparison website, Zuver, which quite a few people might know because, you know, it's a well-known brand. Um, and I read that in only four months, you integrated both teams. So about 20 people from Amsterdam and the team in Rotterdam into one strong organization. Um, now, if you look back at that process, kind of what is the, what is the thing in that process that made you most proud, or kind of what do you remember of that that the process?
1: Um, uh, what it made me mo- most proud was actually I think a week ago. Uh, I have well Owen and I lead the company uh, with the two of us, and he has uh, the technical team, and I uh, have the commerce team, which is marketing and sales, and also the customer service team. So I have two teams, he has one team, and uh, my commerce team uh, actually sent me a bottle of champagne uh, just to let the let me know that they really believe in next year and that we should drink together on a well. Um, on 2021, um, and it made me really proud because I never got uh, presents from my team, which is really stupid. <laughs> but if it the also, team is listening,
0: so more presents, <laughs> it works.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not a, it's not not, not a present, but it's yeah. they took the time and um, to thank me, uh, right. And uh, what well, made me so happy because it it took me a lot of energy to to make them really believe in in this new company and. Um, they took the time to well to thank me to thank, me for to thank you That's, for for yeah, bringing that together it works. <laughs>
0: yeah, but and if you think back, do you know do you know why kind of was there something in that in that process that you think they're really thanking you for, or did they mention that?
1: Yeah, of course, I sent them presents too. <laughs> okay <laughs> no I joke, joking um a lot
0: of champagne at the, <laughs> uh,
1: the office. Um, no, I worked. Uh, you know when they started uh, the two teams. I ha- I think we have to start at the at the beginning because when you buy a company, you have one team that's really not. Waiting. They, they they didn't want to be bought. They didn't want to move to Rotterdam, right. so they felt very very lost, and they knew that Suva wasn't going that well. So they had already they came from a long uh, like like a long time of ins- uh, insecurity, mm. uh, and another team that was actually like we were going strong. We were like this really. Tight, uh, tight as Steve's, you know, uh, team. And um, I suddenly said, "Why well, I have a surprise. We bought another company. And this company is also going to be the biggest brand. We are not no longer focusing on vacancies, but we're going to focus on Zuver And I saw them smiling when, because I had to, to communicate this digitally. I saw them smiling and I also saw their eyes not smiling at all. So I saw they, they didn't really like this change. Uh, so, that, so you have both two teams that don't like the change. And right. then... Um, Working in four months, making sure that I I know for sure now, not just because a bottle of champagne, but I really know that they've become one team and they all believe that Suver is the way forward. So, yeah, uh, that makes it... uh that makes it special. Now
0: that, that, and I think that's we always a uh, joke about Amsterdam, Rotterdam as a <laughs> big difference. But then within the, in these two companies, but still, I'm looking for is there something you can remember? And and I know it's difficult, uh, perhaps because it's a process. But uh, let me rephrase it. If you would ha- have to advise uh, somebody else in the same situation, mm-hmm. what will be kind of your number one tip uh, for for kind of merging for making this kind of merge?
1: Um, spend all your energy on the people that want to go forward and do not spend any second of your energy that people that do not want to go forward. Right. So we made a lot of tough decisions. It's not 20 people from ZUVO anymore Mm. uh, in the new team um, because uh, some people didn't want to move forward. Some people couldn't move forward and some people would have wanted to move forward, but they couldn't make the change working in Rotterdam because there were also a lot of people uh, that couldn't do it. Mm. Um, So... Um, I could have focused on those people, uh, but I make quick decisions. Uh, uh, well, they made a decision to leave or I made a decision for them to leave. And we did it on a great way. I mean, everyone still, um, well, I can still look everyone in the eyes. Um, but the people that are, uh, wanted to move forward, that those are the people that give you energy. And right. I spent, in the first month, I spent too much uh, time on, 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 on people that would eat my energy. Okay. Uh, and I quickly realized that what well, this would not make me a better person. So uh, I qu- I stopped. I said, let's, let's let's just deal with it yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Uh, but let's just deal with it, eat whatever the cost, and then. Let's move forward. Okay, that's a yeah. tough decision, and I'm yeah. mo- and I'm
0: focusing on the ones that really want to move forward yes. and move the business forward. I think also in a difficult time, right? I mean, it's it's it. I think for your industry, we we're not going into that topic, but obviously um, the travel industry, as as other as a few other industries, have been hit really hard. Yeah. Uh, so I can imagine that also playing a role um, there. Um, now, and and this might be a different. Um, uh, Angle, but I think it could be the same topic. I'm just curious. We always hear uh, the stories, kind of the happy stories of being an entrepreneur, and you as an enthusiastic, energetic mm-hmm. person. You know, uh, we see that we see the nice stories, but um, I think if you if you go back, and this could be in the beginning, or in the middle, or, or whatever in the past, uh, in in building Vacancies, can you tell me a story about the kind of the, maybe the toughest moment uh, in your role as a founder uh, over these years, um, and maybe what's the key lesson that you got out of
1: it? Uh, I I didn't really have uh, one toughest moment, but I re- I have a few that I still well I f- for the first two years, uh, especially when you don't get any traction yet, and um, uh, you don't you don't you don't know if it's going to be successful. Then well I have to, I had this really Joost believed in me and he was investing in 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 in, in vacancies big time. So I looked in the mirror each morning and I was so afraid I wasn't going to make it I wasn't going to prove the world that I could do this so I remember the especially the first well, one and a half year um, the, every morning looking in the mirror and, and and trying to get your shit together for the next day <laughs> to come uh, and, and and really uh, telling yourself that you can do it yeah uh, because I had to tell myself uh, I wasn't unsure it's not it's not 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 uncertainty or i knew i could do it but it's the way that knowing you can do it and actually getting the first yeah. success can, can be quite some time in between yeah that you can start doubting yourself uh, uh or or just realizing that what a big responsibility you're carrying right so that was uh, difficult difficult and still is but now it's less because of course we've we've had some successes so i don't have to prove myself to myself it's looking in the mirror it's not that i don't have to prove myself for anyone else mm. but i don't have to prove myself for myself every morning i have to do it like monthly or Mo- okay or so once so a monthly. month to <laughs> <you check in. laughs> yeah 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 um and um uh, another um well, what i find difficult what i found difficult is that if you've haven't started your own business just straight out of school uh university then you you have some experience so i was a manager in in uh, at esm um and and i led 30 people and then i was thrown back into this very repetitive and also i had to i had to pick up the phone and do the customer service yes Uh, i had to (laughs) each 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 weekend we had emergency service and i i had the emergency phone day and night every weekend and everywhere i went like weddings for my best friends that the phone would go and and there would be Angry customers calling and I had to get my laptop out. And like, I had to, I remember the first two years, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I have to do, I have to do this right now. And it was always on a wedding or something else, (laughs) special celebrity. And I had to, you did
0: it on the phone again. Yeah. 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 Wow. But that's, that's startup life, right? That is really when, when things are not organized. It's not always fun. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, It's, yeah
1: i didn't like that part of startup life
0: no no and so a good thing that you now move beyond <laughs> that right so you yeah. have a customer service uh, uh, department yeah. that can take those uh, those calls um yeah that's it's uh thank you for sharing it i think that's um that's insightful to see that it's, you know it's not always easy and yeah, it's a and bit I romanticized
1: can, maybe sometimes well, yeah
0: it yeah. <laughs> might be but and i think that's also where the lesson is for people that are now working in an organization that is established and mm. think like oh i want to look at you know working for a startup uh maybe come, yeah, it sounds come, really cool so, but yeah, you have to get your yeah, hands dirty get yeah, your yeah, hands dirty dirty and, and and make calls during the weddings <laughs> cool uh it's great it's great to hear and we're going to hear more uh, more of that right after yeah. the break thank you Judith.
1: you are listening to the podcast of Up Rotterdam. we help startups scale and grow their business by offering access to talent access to international markets and access to capital curious how we can make the network work for you go to uprotterdam.com this podcast is recorded at podcast studio rotterdam
0: Welcome back. We're talking to Judith Eich, and yeah, we just talked about moving from an established business into startup and scale-up life and all the lessons that come with it, with merging teams, uh, moving forward. I think, Judith, we have 500 (laughs) more questions to ask you, but unfortunately, we don't have all the time. So actually, I want to move forward a little bit. And I'm just curious, you know, while you're running Vacancies Chanel, I know that you're also able to take uh, quite a bit of travel yourself. So I'm just curious, what has been your most um, memorable travel experience ever?
1: You probably know what's going to be no, most actually, memorable. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, well, this year I was in Argentina okay. Okay. <laughs> during the crisis and I had to come back early. I took three months off, uh, knowing my business was, uh, well, knowing vacancies was running by itself and uh, that means everyone was, they knew what to do so they could do without me for three months. Uh, I promised my boyfriend actually to go on a long vacation when I started vacancies. I said, well, uh, within three years time, we can do this. Um, So it was time Uh, and I actually got to spend seven weeks (laughs) at home. So that's definitely most memorable. What I now would say was my best holiday was um, uh, maybe not an entire holiday, but I really learned that I liked hiking. Okay. Going from A to B during the uh, through the mountains was is something that, uh, well, that I uh, did first in Albania. Uh, oh
0: wow! Of yeah. All places. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Not the first we love thing. Yeah. Eastern Europe. Okay. I like Eastern Europe yeah. a lot.
1: So for the next years, I'm going to hike and I'm going to definitely stay within Europe because okay. I've seen Patagonia now. I've seen uh, well parts of South America, wow. not entire South America. Um, And I already decided back then that this was a big journey and then uh, I would love to see more of Europe because I think it has a lot of lots to offer. Yeah
0: yeah and and I think also um, um, you know with after the pandemic and also people thinking about flying Definitely. far away, you might yeah. want to you know explore europe a bit so but if you uh, if you remember the the hikes or the hiking or potential hiking that you did more in in uh, latin america what what came out if you'd have to give like a travel advice to somebody wants to go h- hike in <laughs> South America, was there any highlights there
1: yeah, of course, so you have the the patagonia hikes okay. uh, you have the national park in Patagonia. Um, that I would recommend to everyone. And if you're going to Patagonia, do it from the north to south if you're going to rent a camper, just like we did. Okay. Uh, instead of from south to north because the best is in the south. Oh. And so we did from south to north. So it, we got the best first and then it only, you know, it, it's still be beautiful, but Sorry, so it's better come again. to save the best for last. Okay. The so best so is south, from, right? The best is okay. south. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. I just want, anyway, <laughs> uh, off topic. I just watched uh, Hugh McGregor, did you, the long way up. It no, was actually on electric uh, motorcycles okay. down from Patagonia all the way up to LA. Uh, amazing if you want to okay. watch it. But I think they also really went through the South really fast. So yeah. good tip, go from North to South and yeah. save the best for last. Um, so, um, and maybe there's already a little bit of a, of a hint there, but um, beyond travel and tech, um, you know, you're always looking for new things, or enthusiastic. Water kind of other areas that that you're interested in or that you're investing some time and energy in this moment uh, if you have some time left but is there any area that we might <laughs> not like know of say that I have you a puppy, but <laughs> you have a puppy there yeah, you go that's it. well that's, that's a full-time job time, then. yeah that's a full-time job <laughs> What what kind of puppy do you have
1: a visla a visla oh. hunting dog yeah. Ooh, very nice so that's uh, if I'm not working, <laughs> then you the spending, <laughs> spending time on the puppy. I know that's no hard corona work. puppy, by the way. A we real, Already one uh, at one before corona. Okay,
0: no. you decided. You decided. Yeah. So great startup, by the way, pet BNB. Uh, have you found them yes, already? Yes. Okay. Have yeah. you used them? No. Okay. Yeah, they're actually not I think ready
1: to have other people watching. I can my puppy. imagine. I
0: can imagine. <laughs> yes. I'm actually uh, me and Caroline are a pet BNB in uh, in the lovely uh, area of Omort, so um, we do pet BNB quite a, quite a bit. I know how big of a (laughs) fun, but also stress a young dog can be so, uh, so, okay, walking the dog. Well, let's move forward. We've asked our audience uh, on LinkedIn and our listeners to send in some questions for this podcast. Uh, And um, for those of you listening, we'll do the same for the next podcast. So make sure to watch our LinkedIn uh, for the announcement on the next guest and reply with your question. Are you ready for the questions? Of course. Yes. Um, So let's start with a question from Hans. And this is about, I think about your business. Um, Hans asked, you, audit, you added quite a few people in a short amount of time. And I think he's referring to the Amsterdam people bringing them to Rotterdam and, and uh, also mixing different cultures. How did you personally deal with that challenge? And he specifically asked, did you turn to anybody for help um, in that process?
1: Um, we do work with one recruiter for tech people sometimes. But uh, actually, uh, I think 99% of the people we hired are from our own network, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we look at other skill ups, of course. Uh, and if they get a message from me, uh, we know that works. So uh, what we do is, if if we look at other uh, successful skill ups, and uh, there are people that we really want to have, I usually send them a personal message. Um, and I spent some time, I spent, actually, I spent time on every hire we did okay. uh, to make sure they fit the culture.
0: Right. Because culture is, I think, key, right? Yeah. In growing your business. And, I, and, and just before the podcast, you also mentioned that you have a maximum number of FTE that you're looking kind yeah. of to. Yeah. So.
1: yeah we are, uh, not, yeah, we, we don't want to grow too big.
0: Okay. So that means that uh, you can still find the time to do the hiring or at least be involved in hiring yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you don't turn to anybody for help unless maybe that recruiter. Yeah. Every now and then. Okay, so Hans, I hope your question has been <laughs> answered. Uh, this is a nice question from Camilla. Um, and I think this relates to you, kind of a female uh, founder, um, which unfortunately is still, I think, something we don't see enough. So mm-hmm. um, her question is, what has been the most bizarre question you ever got as a female CEO?
1: <laughs> what's it like to be a female CEO? <laughs> really? Yeah. it was like, wow. yeah, well, I, I, it made me laugh. Uh, yeah. What did I'm you gonna, answer? <laughs> uh, what's it like to be a CEO? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't distinct uh, within female or male. So, uh, and I rarely got any questions. Uh, I do have one well, story that's, I went to um, a scale up dinner or something in Amsterdam, uh, founded by Sprout. Um, and uh I was actually uh i I came in walking in with my boyfriend, and someone else introduced well me or us as the founder of vacancies and uh Remy, the 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 host of yeah. the evening, yeah he gave my boyfriend a <laughs> handshake oh, wow like hi. I was like no it's it's, it's me, me. It's me. <laughs> wow. so uh, that was uh, my boyfriend was actually more uh surprised than I was because he never saw it happening right. in real life, yeah, and I'm like, yeah whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but this is what happens this is what happens, it happens often, often, right? often yeah. yeah
1: um and also um sometimes i think uh you realize that people are um i don't think they see the full potential uh naturally so they i probably am expected to fail uh quicker than uh if i if i were a male
0: wow do you feel like you need to kind of prove yourself harder because of that or is it I
1: I don't feel like because I don't feel like I'm less so I yeah. don't, but I realize that sometimes um the expectations are a bit lower.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So then you can exceed those expectations. Exactly. It's an easy win. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks. No. Um there we go. Oh, oh we know OHAT, of course. <laughs> um, and we all know OHAT likes to bring people physically uh, together. So uh, his question is about, you know, how do you keep your team motivated when business is low and people have to work from home most of the time for an extended period?
1: Um, I spend a lot of time talking to everyone. So most of if, if you would look at my schedule at the moment, it's it's. It's so much, but I, 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 I talk to everyone at the, uh, at least once a month at the moment. So, um, each day I have about four or five, uh, long conversations. Um, and that makes that I still get to get to know everyone because we also hired a lot of people during Corona. That keeps them motivated because they, they can still, well, I can motivate people easily. Right. So. Uh, my enthusiasm even goes through digital <laughs> 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 On communications. On the screen. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> are you doing video calls or are you just using the no. telephone now? Uh,
1: video calls. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I I was thinking about going more uh, walking and talking, do the walk and talk. Mm. Um, but I find it very uh, nice to, have, to be able to see persons. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that works for me. And also what I also do is... Um, we sent out little uh, cards all the time. So um, for um, Santa Claus, we uh, I send a little poem to everyone, um, and um, that really expressed my gratitude. And uh, I really spend a lot of time uh, repeating that I believe in the next year and that we are going to. I do believe in next year, of course, but it's also something that I continuously repeat, right. so that people. Feel that they are working on something special, yeah. uh, which is true, but I think if you don't repeat it, people tend to forget and they will just go into their day-to-day business. Right. Um, so I take a lot of time and effort to make them as enthusiastic as I am uh, through sending them little poems or s- surprises or uh, digital meetings.
0: So those are good tips for anybody who's listening and yeah. you get rewarded with bottles of champagne. So <laughs> yeah. it's working, it's working people, it's working. Um, final question, uh, and actually Lisette pushed this one in so I'm just going to use it. If you could <laughs> spend one day as a CEO of another scale-up, which one would you choose and why?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I haven't think, thought about it so I have to think about it a bit now. But I don't know a name but it will be definitely uh, a company that is doing something for the environment. I would be maybe like, uh, what, Blue City, no team?
0: Yeah. Okay, Sabine, if you're <laughs> listening, yeah. uh, you did want to take over your yeah. job for uh, for a day. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So something on impact, uh, yeah. understanding how... Yeah, e- yeah because uh,
1: we are very consumer-focused mm-hmm. scale-up, so we are very uh, strong in the B2C market, and uh, we our customers are the normal Dutch people. Yeah. Uh, and we are not focusing on like, that kind of impact. Uh, I okay. do try to bring impact into my business by, uh, well, being a female entrepreneur and also um, hiring a very diverse, uh, com- making sure my company is very diverse. And I'm very. I know that uh, I'm not making a great impact on the uh, <laughs> on, on the environment, of yeah. course. Yeah. So that would be an interesting
0: one. Okay, well, maybe there's there's an opportunity there. Maybe we should do a a CEO swap uh, for a day for real. So I don't
1: think they will want to sell. (laughs)
0: There you go. Closing question. Um, And I know um, we've been talking about quite a few things, but I just want to give the opportunity. What is kind of the question that you have never been asked or I have not, at least I have not asked, but that you would like to answer?
1: I should have prepared this. No, this is more fun. Um how old are you? I'm <laughs> just joking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can look that up on the internet people.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know actually. And um, there's n- that I don't want to answer that I would no, like no. To no. Answer. that that, oh, that
0: yeah. I haven't asked or hasn't been asked um, um, in the past. Um
1: no, nothing actually. Okay. There well isn't then. something that I. You know. Then we've asked can't the right, co- right yeah. questions for now. Yeah. If you
0: think about it later, we'll um, we'll, we'll come up with that in the future. Judith, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, listening to your story. And I'm sure that your journey inspires uh, others uh, to do the same or at least learn from you. And perhaps Sabine wants to swap uh, with you yeah. for a day. Um, we'll put uh, anything we discussed in the, in the show notes. Um, and we close up with a song that you have selected. Uh, I had to look this one up. Yeah. But maybe that has to do with my age. I don't know. Um, no. No? <laughs> okay. Can you explain the song and, and why you've chosen it?
1: Yeah. It's actually one of my uh, real really favorite songs. And uh, it's a song that gives you a lot of energy. Uh, so whenever I feel uh, small or... Or I don't feel I have uh, I need some extra energy then this is the song I listen to and I feel like I can conquer the world and actually the, the uh, musician uh, Woodkid, he made an entire album with songs that, you've, that made you make you feel like you can conquer the world so listen to the whole album I would say
0: Perfect, Run Boy Run from Woodkid, yeah. thank you Judith thank you for listening, if you like this episode make sure to subscribe to the channel via uprotterdam.com, until next time keep it up
2: Run Boy Run this race is a prophecy, run, boy, run, break out from society. Oh, is enough a day, and you don't have to hide away, you'll be in my This life is a journey to run by run The secret inside of you run by run This race is a prophecy Run by run And disappear in the trees War is enough Day. And you don't have to hide away. Yeah. You'll be a man, boy. But for now, it's time to run. It's time to run. Tomorrow is another day. When the night fades away.